reserve. Yeah, I think next week we should uh, do like a full, I'll write up the questions, like a full, uh, a full episode on just like food. Okay. Just food. Just for the base? Like, yeah, so we'll go touch all the way back, because Annette had some really good points, like, what is your relationship with food when you were younger? How you grew up? Did you learn how to cook? Ah. Did you learn how to portion out your meals? Yeah, yeah, Kind yeah. of like, were you told, don't leave this table until your food's done, which is now playing a huge factor in your food relationship now. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of food you had access to? Because typically, being from immigrant parents... You're gonna get the lower cut of meats and yeah. lower quality foods. Just whatever they can fit in their body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So I think that because that's gonna appeal, I think, to a lot, a wider, and a broader audience than yeah, let's like do that. kind of like higher end. Oh no, I had I had the meal prep or I had a chef type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have a couple of friends that had chefs like when they were kids so, and stuff like that. Excuse I'm just me. Like, it must be nice, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> the rest of you said about. Mom said, don't leave, leave the table until your food is done. That's yeah. something resonated with me. I remember one time, it's a crazy story. My little brother, he's, he's a vegetarian now, so, mm. but he, he, I could tell he didn't like meat from time. Mm. So my mom would always say it to him because she would give him like chicken or something. Yeah. He would literally sit there and stare at it and like pick at it and not yeah. want it. She would say, you're not leaving the table until you've done this. One time he had a bite of food in his mouth. He kept it in his mouth for an hour. I kid you not. He sat there like this. With the food in his mouth for an hour, to the point that my mom finally just said, "Just, just spit it out," and it just it just came out as, as like liquid. It sat in his mouth, just wow. It was nuts, and I was like, and, and I think back to, back now, I was like, my mom was like, "That's nuts! How you gonna make yeah. you, make a kid do that?" You yeah. know, what I'm saying clearly he doesn't like it. But again, it's different times. It, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Food was precious because money wasn't wasn't very yeah. much there, so yeah. you have to eat everything and make the best of it. And don't yeah. waste nothing. You know. So that's great when you said that. That popped in my head. Like, yeah, yeah, and even like traditional food. Like when people talk about like soul food or traditional uh, Caribbean cooking, that food's not good for you. It is not. Yo, the amount of sodiums in that. Like when I, t- I had uh, some curry the other day from uh, Canadian Caribbean, Sandra up on Concession. Concession. You, it was good actually. But usually when I get it, I'll taste it. I'm like, I can't eat this. The amount of sodium that she puts in it. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't yeah, eat yeah. This, man. And even just the oil and grease in yeah. it too, man. Yeah. I love the roti from there too. Yeah. It's been a while since I had, had one from there. But, but um, again, it's just, it's definitely greasy, high yeah. in sodium for sure. So in totality, you look at it, it's not the most healthy. Yeah. It tastes fucking amazing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but until you're looking at it for yeah. your health, yeah, you can't have that shit all the time. And then also one that I found when I was, uh, when I had the opportunity to travel and eat all over the world, the food that we're distinguishing as Asian or Japanese food in Western culture is not Japanese food in there. Japan. And just like Chinese food, they don't eat, they don't eat no chicken balls over they don't in China. Eat chicken balls. They don't I know, eat none they, of that. They made that for over here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They that for and here. same with the Caribbean food, the the freshness of the vegetables and the fruits and stuff like that that they're using in Jamaica is not the same here. So it's not having the effect, the same effect and putting on the weight as it is in Western culture. Absolutely. That's why people are like, oh, I'm just going to eat like I used to eat back home. That's fine, but you're not using the same yeah, spices. Yeah, you're not back home. The yeah. resources back home are the same here. Exactly. So it might look the same, might yeah. taste kind of the same, but the, the, it's, it's not cast the different. same Completely ramifications different. on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. For sure. That's a good idea to get into more of the, the food bag there. Yeah, sure. another one someone posed to me was how to start gathering uh, information about how to eat healthy, like how to structure your... How to your, gather information? Well, they need on information to, on... So they want us to provide information on how to start 
eating healthier okay. and the steps that we've taken. Like yeah. when we're going to the grocery store, are we sticking to the outside of the grocery store? Are we coming down the aisles for stuff? Or are we going to the grocery store for meat? Or are we going to a butcher? A butcher, yeah. Stuff like, stuff like okay. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the process, like how, how to start that process. Okay, okay. Because okay. I think a lot of times, even friends of mine, they're like, I can't afford to go to a butcher. I can't do this. I can't do that. But I'm like, yeah, it's a bigger upfront cost because you have to buy typically in bulk to save. Yeah. But overall for the year, it's way cheaper. Yeah, when you actually break it down. It's yeah, way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't, a lot of people don't understand too, the higher quality meats you're going to eat less of because mm-hmm. they're richer. Exactly. You're not going to eat like, it's night and day. I, I just got some extra lean ground beef from the grocery store, fried it up. I'm draining the oil out of it. But then I got my butcher beat. There's absolutely no oil because yeah. that's grass-fed versus grain. Exactly, and it probably tastes way better. Too. Way, way better. Way yeah, better. Way, yeah. way more tender. Way better. Like, yeah. just completely different. Wow. So yeah, you might be coughing up more money up front, but when you look it's at better. the grand scheme of things, it's going to be cheaper. It's yeah. gonna be better for you. It's going to taste yeah. better. There's so much more benefits. So why not? Yeah. Why not do that? Yeah. We, de- we definitely been looking into that. We want to like get like half a cow or something. And yeah. Get it, and steaks and then yeah. ground beef or whatever have you for sure. Yeah, I'm still waiting on this guy to message me back about. Yeah, I remember we talked about yeah. it one time. And then um, what was the other question? Oh, no, one thing that Nicole was saying to me we should probably bring up one point is um, we kind of touched on it slightly in one of our supersets, just like active recovery. As you get deep into that, different mm. ways you can do it, um, even for your mindset, meditation, and mm-hmm. um, listening to, to theta waves and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something else we probably touch on. Well, I haven't done too much of that side of it. I've just done... Like restorative stuff, like uh, yoga, yoga, yeah, um, sauna, yeah, that, that, all that yeah. falls into that, yeah. Cry, I've done cryo a bunch, a bunch, and a cold, cold plunge. You've done a cold plunge too? Yeah, I've been wanting to. Oh, well, that, that was like a staple of sports, right? Just I'll go work out, work out hard, and then jump into the cold whirlpool for twenty minutes or whatever it is. So, so you've been there, you've been there for twenty minutes. Uh, depending, about, depending on how cold it was, like 15 to 20 minutes, that was, that's what we had to do. Yeah. That was a requirement. Were you doing the breathing, the breathing shit? They're like, no, no. Because this is chilling at night? Yeah, it's just like this. And there's a seat. So I wasn't fully submerged. Arms were always out. And I'd just be chilling like this on a seat. And then you have booties for your toes because they freeze off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just sit there for 20 minutes. Let the whirlpool just do its thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's chilling like for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it just okay. freeze out all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, you, you felt the effects with your like recovery the next day? I would say yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always been interesting there's there's that. a lot of new research I hear a lot of people talking about because cold plunge is like the new best thing for you. Yeah. That um, you're better off doing it first thing in the morning before your workout rather than after because it slows down uh, your muscles, like the blood coming into your muscles from from uh, hypertrophy. Okay. So if you just finish so your workout, it. like let's say you did a hard workout and just go jump into a cold tank, yeah. it's actually compressing and pushing all that lactic acid out of your muscles rather uh, than allowing your body to have that and filling up. So and you, then, so you say it, it can slow down. It slows you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it'd, it'd be better to do like sauna or heat. Uh, they said yeah. They said heat. Or ultimately, just start your recovery right away with like some light walking, or just get on a bike, stationary bike. Just do some light recovery that way. Yeah. But they're saying if you're going to do cold plunge, do it first thing in the morning, and don't do it right after a workout, unless you're a high performance, high endurance athlete. Okay. Because you want maximum effort in the gym, yeah. but then you want to stay lean because of your sport, like cycling, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, or yeah, like yeah, marathon yeah. running. Marathon. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. in that sense, it makes. It makes a, a bigger impact, but just a regular day person, do it, Do your cold plunge first thing in the morning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, 
I sit on right now with all the stuff I've ever heard or researched or bought into, I just think a daily overall is way better. Cause I remember there was like huge confusion around like, as soon as you finish your workout, if you don't get protein within, within like, like an hour, <laughs> like hour your workout's window. <laughs> yeah, the anabolic window's gonna close. That's bullshit, yeah, you're right. You gotta look at it in totality. Yeah. As long as you're hitting that number throughout the whole day, it doesn't really matter when you're getting it. Yeah. Cause you're gonna be anabolic up to hours after you're done working Exactly. So it'd have to be within 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it was always like 20 minutes. If you don't get in that first 20 minutes, you're done. Yeah, your whole workout's a waste. Like, get out of here. Yeah, that's not true, yeah. That's actually a good one to bring up too. Yeah, protein timing. Um, Another one was from one of my athletes, and this is a good one, I have to do more research on it. Is it superior to take protein after your workout or something high in glucose? Before? After. 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 From what I've definitely heard is definitely after, you want to like like more glucose because your, yes. your insulin sensitivity is it's, spiked. It's, yes. So it's looking for carbs, carbs. to replenish. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if, even if it's something like, um, I've heard some guys taking like a, like a dextrose um, yep. shake. Because it just shuttles all those carbs right into the muscle. To well, also, like, people like, because uh, they used to say um, Mayweather used to take a Coke or a Pepsi right after his workout. Okay. So they were like, why is he doing that? That's bad. He's supposed to be on a good diet. I'm like, no, he needs that sugar uptake. Yeah. Immediately. Absolutely. So those guys, he could do it. Yeah. And it's, it works for him. Like, yeah. Or like a Snickers bar. Yeah. You just, you just need that. I used to do gummy bears. Yeah. Like, yeah. right after, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, yeah, the body was looking for that, replenish those glycogen stores right away. Yeah. You know? But again, like, you know, the protein, like we just said, it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter when you're taking it, to be honest. You know what yeah. I mean? It's definitely more of a psychological thing. People think, I need to have it. I need to have it yeah. right away. Or yeah. it's, always, it's like, nah, it's, yeah. it's not true. And then we can start breaking down. We have to, we'll have to do research, breaking down the different types of protein. Yes. Like casein, whey, yeah. plant-based, plant -based, yeah, like all isolate. that. Yeah. Isolate. Because yeah, people are yeah. like... Do I take isolate in the morning or do I take the casein at nighttime? Because this guy said, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, let me do some more research. I'm just straight plant-based. I don't, I don't care, here. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going until those like little micro doses of everything. Yeah, I don't yeah, have time yeah. for that, man. Or casein's better at night because it's a slower digestion. Slow, yeah. Exactly. And, and slower release. Yeah. For eight, nine hours you're sleeping, yeah. at least you're still getting that. That's what I heard again. But again, the people that are asking, they aren't going to be consistent enough to take whatever it is at nighttime, and then wake up in the morning and take this, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it, keep so it I, I might just go get plant-based protein and just take that, that's it. That. Yeah, yeah, like, have a certain number, try to hit that through the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you a big belief in like, you need like a pound, like a gram of protein per pound, or, or, or is it a pound of lean, lean mass as opposed to just your actual? I've, I've, I've done a pound, it's worked out for me. I've done a pound, um, like so my, my gram, what's the best way? Take my body weight and just transfer it right to grams. So I'm 260, so two, just say 260 grams of protein. I'll try to get as close to 260 grams per day. It's very difficult at times. It is, man. But what I tell my clients is do that same ratio and then take off 30%. Okay. And then if we can get that's you around that area, yeah, 70, 65 to 70 area, I think that's a good staple for a regular working everyday person that for you sure. can probably get. Especially if you're having a pro, one or two protein shakes a day, that's a lot of that 70% right there. And then three to four meals a day, you're, you're going to hit, food. you have yeah. to, you should hit those numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm at 210 right now and like 210 uh, grams, which is about a little bit less because I weigh 223 right now. Mm -hmm. And just to get that 210 is so hard some days, bro. It is. At the end of the day, I'm looking at my numbers like, fuck, I still need like 30 grams of 
world's like, where am I getting this from? Yeah. Some days I just, I'm like, whatever, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Some days I'm like rushing to get like a can of tuna or yeah. something, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it can be a challenge. And you got to be consistent with it because you got to know how it's going to affect you. You know, you can, you can know what's going to affect you is if you're actually doing it every day. Mm-hmm. So you know you got to up it up or bring it down or whatever have you. One, uh, one other good topic, we'll wrap it after that, is... Um, I forgot this is recording. Uh, how changing your nutritional plan affects your social life. <laughs> I can definitely attribute to this for sure. Big time. Because as a recent, like I said, with, the, with this cut that we've been doing, like yeah. we'll go to someone's house or some kind of event. It's like we have to legit bring our own food, food bring yeah. a scale. Yeah. People look at us like, what the hell's wrong with y'all? Yeah. You guys are going to eat what we provided? No, sorry, we can't. We can only have chicken breasts and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. pasta. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, it, it definitely affects the social life. Because sure. I, I think a lot of times people don't understand the level of commitment that they have to go to in order to achieve whatever goal. If it is that hard cut or whatever it is, and they don't know that it's going to affect everything around them. 100%. Because it's going to affect your your mood, first of all, mm-hmm. first off, and then that's going to affect everything around you. Yeah. And then people, typically, you're not going to want to be around people because you know they're going to sabotage <laughs> yeah, what yeah, you yeah. have going influence on. Influence and influence, influence you to, yeah. yeah, drink some alcohol when you're trying yeah. to stay dry yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely mental struggle for sure, yeah. too. Yeah, because we definitely have people yeah. look at it as weird. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? See you later. Take care, brother. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good topic.